Первое послание апостола Петра, глава I want to pay our attention to the goal God had when he bore us in the resurrection of Christ. According to this place of scripture and other places of scripture, if this goal in some way will be changed or perversed, then the uh, price, the resurrection of Christ will not be, have would have been invested as we know. When we're born in the resurrection of Christ, this is the guarantee of our salvation. This is the silver we've been given. When the scriptures talk about inheritance, <clears throat> this is talking about possession, wealth, that children often will receive from their fathers. And as a result, they are called heirs. And so the nation or the nature of the, of the wealth that we have is incorruptible, undefiled, pure, which in no way uh, corresponds to the things that the emissaries of Mammon today are preaching that preach about materialistic prosperity as some kind of level of spirituality and <clears throat> as if deliverance from the spirit of poverty. At the same time, we know that all wealth is considered unrighteous and corruptible and the scriptures recommend that we invest it into the best bank which then transforms them into treasure that's imperishable it's interesting how God transforms uh, unrighteous wealth as it were into imperishable wealth they are not justification they are not righteous of some kind righteousness of some kind but they're able to be used uh, utilized as for for righteousness if you can imagine for yourself you're going to a different country you're flying to that other country you come in you will never be able to go, go back and you will never be able to uh, you will not be able to take anything with you as it were from the previous place where you were and so the means that you left behind you won't be able to use in this new location or place this is an example but you do have the ability before you move to wherever you're going to convert that currency uh, to that currency, the currency of the location you're going, and put it into a bank account uh, in your name. That's what the scriptures say, uh, the words of Christ say. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroyed and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. Matthew 6, 19, 20. It's interesting that in this place of scripture, in the words of Christ, these words of Christ, our money is able to be transformed into imperishable wealth 
that is placed upon our account in a heavenly bank. And when we uh, finally are within the new heaven, new earth, when we enter, and so once people say they're in heaven, if there is a heaven, there's also an earth, remember. Heaven is without a, is not without an earth. The heavens are always above an earth. There will be a new heaven and new earth where righteousness will dwell. And according to this righteousness, we will be different uh, uh, in glory. As one star from the other is uh, uh, the brightness of the star, how will this glory be uh, reflected? It's, it will be uh, based on the amount you have uh, converted, the currency you've converted into heavenly imperishable wealth. And so you'll have more opportunity, different. But you say, well, I don't have any, need, don't need any opportunities. At least I, if I can get to the threshold, to the porch of, of God. Uh, if they're thinking this way, they'll never end up there because only people... As Christ said, from the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of heaven is being, you have to put in forth effort uh, to be able to uh, obtain it. And if a person refuses to uh, invest his energy to receive the salvation, thinking salvation is one thing, kingdom of heaven is something different, he is greatly mistaking. And uh, preachers also make the mistake when they differentiate the two. Salvation belongs to the kingdom of heaven. Jesus preached salvation as the kingdom of heaven. He never preached just salvation. He preached the gospel of the kingdom. He preached the gospel of the kingdom. He preached, uh, his, his sermons were of the kingdom, but when people separated these two, thinking that salvation, as at least we're being saved, it can't be, it doesn't work that way. We all received salvation in the format of a guarantee, in a form of a seed, and if we don't grow it into the tree of life, if we will not uh, invest it, we don't receive it as a fruit of righteousness, we will not be able to receive salvation in the kingdom of heaven because the kingdom of heaven needs to first be inside of us. And if it's not inside of us, then it will not be out of us either. We, we won't end up there if the kingdom of heaven won't first be inside of you. The kingdom of, ha- of God is within you, it is written. How is the kingdom of heaven in you? When upon the throne of our heart is the word of God. When we place, we value the word as a king, as a priest, as a prophet, we value the word in our life. And how do we value it? How do we honor it in this way? The scriptures say, bring your tithes into your into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord, will, not, will I not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you blessing and you will be a well-loved, desired people because you will be a greatly blessed people. And you say, well, yes, today no one is calling us a blessed land. Everyone's looking at us from on high, looking down on us. You know, we already died for what they're, how they're looking at us. Uh, let them look in whatever way they want. We we don't look at how these uh, synagogues of Satan are looking at us. We care about how God is looking at us. And in the right time, in the right time, when He will clothe our bodies into immortality, and we 
will still be in this immortal body here on earth. That is where God will show the difference between those who serve Him and those who really don't. And how, how, what is serving Him? God says, you turned your back to me. And you say, well, how do we turn back? How, how do we return to you? Bring your tithes. Why is it in tithes that we turn back to God? Because money is God for the earth. And when we take this God and we chop that root and we bring him our, uh, to Him our tithe, our first fruit, the first thing, the best thing, we separate our tithes and we gladly bring it to Him and we thank God for that opportunity to honor Him. In this way, God does not just convert this tithe into the heavenly bank. He converts everything then into the heavenly bank. Everything will depend on the quality, on how you're honoring Him in these tithes. Is our heart rejoicing? And what are we looking for when we're doing it? If we're looking for imperishable wealth, which is His Word, which is opened to us in His promises, His promise that belongs to the door of our hope, that we need to pay a high price for, a very high price for, the price of our life. This includes death for our nation, the house of our father, and for our destructive way of life, our soul. We need to die for all those things. One who does not deny everything he has can't be my disciple, and who does not take up his own cross and follow me cannot be my disciple, Jesus said. And we know that our cross is God's will. People think that the cross is something heavy and scary, This was scary for Christ. It was the yoke. Take my yoke upon yourselves. Yes, his yoke was the cross where he was separated from the Father. But when we carry our cross and carrying our cross, we collaborate with the cross of Christ, we unite with the Father because before that time we were separated from him. But the yoke that we take upon ourselves, we collaborate our cross with the cross of Christ, it unites us. And so if Christ lost his connection, his relationship with God, we obtain that connection, that relationship with God by carrying our cross and we lose relationships with our nation, house of our father and our former way of life, our past life. And we obtain a new life in Jesus Christ. And this is all because of the great command that is placed as at the base, at the foundation of all of the rest of the commandments of God that God had uh, commanded in the Garden of Eden. Don't eat of this tree. This is uh, an accursed thing. This is holy. And so Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, regardless of Moses' law, honored God with their tithes and brought them to Melchizedek. And the law did not yet exist, the law of Moses. The law came later. And again, we find that the tithe, uh, service of tithe does find its place within the, the law of Moses. And even after the law of Moses came the law of grace, but this very command never changed, never left, uh, was never left behind. It was. It continues. And so the even the apostle compares that one and the other, the Old Testament, New Testament, that mortal men received it and now we give it to God. Uh, we have the privilege in the New Testament to honor the high priest, our king, and our prophet, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, with our tithes and our offerings. Let us stand up. 
This is our opportunity when we can chop that root of love for money, when we can show mammon his place in hell, and when we don't pay attention to how these emissaries of mammon are looking at us that preach that tithes that if you give your tithe that you give your tenth part to God then you will receive great materialistic wealth uh, many prophets and, and righteous men honored God with tithes and were poor and were persecuted and didn't have anything Apostle Paul said we don't have anything physically but we do possess it all we own it all everything that's in the world does belong to us and our children and the fact that you may not be able to use it today doesn't mean that it's not yours the day will come that when all this will become yours when your body will put on incorruption it will become yours just as when Israel came out of Egypt they took all of the wealth of Egypt the same thing when we before we leave this earth we will take all the wealth of this world and where will we uh, invest these means, this trillions, this all the wealth? We will, it will be all for the building of the house of prayer on earth. When we will abandon it, the house of God will remain. This will be the woman that, and the two wings that she will be given so that she can go into the wilderness for sanctification. And the serpent will not be able to touch those people who will be sanctified all over the face of the world they will be a problem for the Antichrist. So let us sing a song. And we will gladly uh, serve the Lord. We will worship Him and we will acknowledge His authority over ourselves.
I shall gladly remind us again and again that every time when Israel honored God with their tithes and their offerings, either in the tabernacle of Moses, in the temple of Solomon, they were required as a command that 
God gave to Moses as a revelation to stretch out their hands over their tithes and proclaim a great proclamation that they continued to be faithful to for thousands of years, where that same Israel were connected to the same roots, were nourished by the same olive tree, we will do the same thing. Please stretch out your hand over your tithes and pray together with me. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I have separated my tithe from my house and have brought it into your temple so that you may have food in your house. I do not give in impurity. I do not give in sorrow. And I do not give for the dead. I rejoice that I have the privilege to demonstrate my love and to acknowledge your authority. And now in accordance to your words, I pray right now, may your heavenly windows be open to me and may your blessing come without end upon your redeemed nation. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen, amen. God bless you. You may be seated.